Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever listen to this episode of Tree Talk, episode 231. It was another eventful weekend in the in the Munster Hurling Championship, something that we're certainly not used to, Matt, and had a, a weird feeling with Limericks, I suppose, long unbeaten run coming to an end, but we'll we'll go through that and more throughout the podcast. We have two special guests with finals um, upcoming for our minor camogie and football team, so Stay tuned for all that and more over the course of the next hour or so. The impression again, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. Do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Obviously, I started there with the feet, and we're not used to talking about the feet, but we'll switch to Camogie to start with. And we're, we're, we're joined by Limerick Minor Camogie Joint Manager Paul Neenan as they prepare for an All Ireland final this Sunday. Paul, how are you feeling? Hi, lads. Thanks for having us on this morning. Um, Morning, Paul. How are you? Hi, Matt. How are you? Um, oh, look, we're, look, we're, um, we're, we're, we're in good form, I suppose, um, Jack Reedy, and looking, looking, for, looking forward for the weekend. Yeah, it, it's not too often that these All-Irelands uh, come, come along, I suppose. What's it like dealing with, you know, the, the expectancy and, and the hype that comes in All-Ireland final as opposed to other games that maybe you could go under the radar and just focus on, on, the, on the game itself? Yeah, actually, look, it, it brings it, it brings its own challenges. I suppose. Look, look, it, it's look, it's a it's a good challenge. Isn't it? Look, they look, there's certainly a bit more noise around around the game for the for the girl. Get him to, to try to get the focus and look from the performance on Sunday really, and look every, everything else looks after itself. Um, but I say, look, it's it's a, it's a it's a nice problem, Jack. Yeah, I suppose this this Sunday in Nolan Park at half two against Antrim, a team you're familiar with, and we'll get to that game. But I suppose he started the campaign with, with a big win over Offaly. Did did you know then and there that you know it was a, it was a special group? Yeah, look, I suppose look, we, look, I suppose we we know we know. Look, I'm involved with the group for a years, Jack. I suppose with probably the older girls in the 18s, probably with him since they're under 13. So I know I know. And, and Brian Madden, one of our selectors, was with the kind of 17 group for, for the last few years. So we knew the bunch of girls we had, um, which are always kind of a bit anxious in that first game and you get under your belt and get out and get out and, and, and perform. And look, we really hit the ground running the first day against Offaly. Um, and like, look, once 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 you're there and once you have a game on, as I say, a game under your belt, it, it kind of, um, I suppose, it, it, the momentum comes come from that, you know? Yeah. And- Following that up with a win again against Mead, and then the game against Antrim, and I suppose three eight ten points is a is a decent size win. But eleven scores to ten, that you'll be confident that you know you'll be able to to right the wrongs with conceding the three goals. Please God, this Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, look, look, it's it's um, 
Look, look, they were deserved, look, Antrim, we played them in a round robin about, look, on the day they were deserved winners. There was, there was, there was no two, two, two ways about that. Like, he was a much closer game than the scoreline, the overall scoreline suggested we, we did concede three different two soft goals and the, and the last goal came late in the game. Um, but look, he was, it was a four-game, it was actually a four-game on the trot, you know, third day travelling. We were probably a bit leggy on the day and we even see from the senior holders in, in their own robins the last couple of years that third or fourth game really really does test really does test your panel and your players because of just getting week week on week and especially when you're when you're when you're traveling we were, we were in a scott the week before that we say we were we, we'd been in heaven the week before that and probably looking looking back on the own robin part of it we probably had the rough end of the drawing that our our home games were stopped in the finish we were on the road for two or three or four games so look we'd be we'd, we'd be we'd be we'd be we'd be hopeful that we can try and turn that around and obviously if we were to get a result on sunday we, we do need to turn it around this is the last bit yeah, and obviously you had back-to-back games uh, against Clare to, to finish the round robin, a draw, and, and then got one over them. I suppose it's been a bad week for, for Limerick Hurling against Clare, but she certainly got the upper hand in the semi-final and really dug it out and I suppose shows the character in the side, a 1-8 to 1-6 win. Yeah, it was. Yeah, look, look, it, it was, look, obviously we played them. We played them within seven or eight days of each other. It, it was effectively a replay in the semi-final. Look, the first day was probably a bit of a... Uh, it was probably a, a dead rubber, really, and the both teams were going through and, and going to meet each other in the semi-final either way. Um, and it was it was kind of we played that kind of a game. It was it was a very open game in Kamalak. It was a good game of Holland. It was a game of two halves, a lot of scores on both sides. But look, knockout, knockout, knockout the following week. Blown Camille was a different kettle of fish, and it was really a, a, a real tense match. Look, we were we were we probably had a three or four point cushion for most of the game. They, they got a goal late on to make it really really um, nail biting for the last three or four minutes, but. Look, we, we were delighted to get get over, get get over the line against them. Yeah, and obviously Antrim had a, had a nice win over Wexford, four twelve to one eight. Again, showing what kind of side you're going to be facing this Sunday. Yeah, look, look, Antrim, Antrim, Antrim. If you're I think it was just looking at the report in that game. It was, it was. I think there was only a point in it at halftime. Um, but Antrim, Antrim, Antrim had been getting goals the last few games, and it'll be something we'll have to deal with on Sunday. That um, if we can limit, if we can limit their goal scoring chances and, and scores, we'll. we'll it gives a chance, you know. Yeah, I, I think Matt was saying he was impressed with the defence in the semi-final. Matt, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, but Paul, I, I, I was just going to put it to you that, um, you know, those two back-to-back games with Claire, I, I, I saw both of them, and I saw two different, um, I, 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 I saw two different strengths in 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 in, in the Limerick team. But uh, first of all, I suppose what was common to both days was the, was the resilience because. The first day you were you were you were eight points down at halftime, and we saw a great performance by the forwards. And in in the in, in clawing it back to force a draw. Now the, the second day in Clanmel, like there was resilience there in spade for all, um, particularly, and it was the defence that stood out. Now Lucy Lucy O'Brien got player of the match. And any one of the six Limerick defenders could have got it. Um, I, I believe you're in a good place going in, going into the final against Anton Paul. Actually, look, 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 we are, Matt. As you say, look, I think over the course of the round robin matches in the semi final, maybe, look, we probably conceded, we probably conceded the least amount of any of the teams. I think we look back at the table. Um, so our backs have been, our backs have been pretty, pretty solid. Um, that comes from that comes from up the field as well. Look, and you have to defend as most teams until you know you have to defend high up the pitch. And your forwards have to do as much tacting as, as the backs do. In, in reality, um, but look, we, look with Lucy. Lucy is our captain, and, and all the Ryan side fullback is our is our vice captain. 
Look, they're really they're two really strong defenders, and with good girls, with good girls around them as as, as well, and, and and very mobile. And look, as I say, like the, the second day, look really the semi final win has to be credited to our backs, as you say. Look, really kept pressure on shots and re, really forced Clare to shoot under pressure. And look, they'll need to do, they'll need to perform again, match the same on Sunday if we if we have to get over the line. Yeah, the the previous game with Antrim, I know you were saying um, Antrim deserved to win it, and I have no doubt that is the case. But um, three eight to ten points, it was just again the Antrim's ability to get goals, which was played at Abbotstown, which you could say was a home venue for Antrim. We're on yeah, neutral no, ground. Yeah, that's correct. Well, that's correct, Matthew. Look, they played. They actually played all their own robin games in in Abbotstown. Bar maybe, I think they might have played their league game above above in Antrim. So the, the, the deal, the deal, kind of at minor Camogie with Antrim is that everyone plays them in Abbotstown because look, obviously, tra- tra- traveling both ways and it's it's a long it's a long trip down from Antrim to go to Wexford or Limerick or Cochrane or any of those kind of teams. So they they have the advantage of playing there, playing there. But look, Abbotstown, Abbotstown is a is a perfect surface, perfect pitch. You couldn't you couldn't actually play in a nicer place. So we couldn't we, you can't complain about the venue, Matt. Really, and we've had look to be fair, we've. Parents and, and families of the group have been great support our team, and I think we had as many supporters up there as, as, as Antrim had. So it was it was a neutral venue, really. Um, but look, they, they had the advantage maybe of a shot to travel and maybe having a home game the week before as well. Yeah, I am. Um, I you know the, the, these are happy days for especially for Camogie uh, at underage level in Limerick and in the we'll say the recent success of the monster in the monster championship of the under 16 team um winning the monster under 16a championship with a good win over cork in the final does that heighten the pressure a small bit um on 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 the team going to kilkenny on sunday i don't i don't think so Matt. look it's, it's look geez, if, if, if anything if anything is a boost that, that, that camogie in general is, go, is going well um like there's good underage, there's been good underage structure the last few years, and the black girls coming through. And I, I look, look, I'd like to see every Limerick come team winning, and if, if they can, and, and look, I don't think I don't think it heightens the pressure any bit, really, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, yourself and Tony don't lead a very enthusiastic backroom team. We have a great backroom team. We have a great backroom team. In fairness, Matt, um, and look, look. In fairness, myself and Tony, I suppose I've been involved with this, say, this group since probably since under 13 kind of development groups. Um, Tony, Tony was involved a couple of years of 16s with me, and Brian Madden would Brian Madden from Only and then would be would have been involved uh, with the 17s, the this year 17s, say, for the last three years up along. And we, we, we've been very lucky to, to add this year Catherine Deval from the Khalidi and Sinead McNamara from the PSG to our group, and Daniel Sullivan McIlvain as well, who's our, who's our goalkeeping coach. But, the two girls, the two girls have been a great boosters because look, I suppose look, we, we, we are we are we are dealing with female athletes here, and it's great to have two ladies involved in the team that the girls can look up to. They have played with Limerick and they've gone through the system themselves, and they've given us a, a good perspective that maybe we wouldn't have had before, to be honest, right? And it's great. We, we've been we've, we've been working we've been working well together so far, so we'll hopefully keep it going for another for another, for another week. Mm. Paul, I, I I suppose it's a bit cliched, but. Um... It, it will probably take the best performance of the season by a good bit to pull it off on Sunday. Actually, You're going in as underdogs. Yeah, no, look, 100%. Look, look, look. Obviously, Antrim had Antrim had that win under our belt against us. We have to, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to perform at our best. And look, I believe it's it's it's, it's in the girls to perform. I think 
if we can get if we can get an hour of our a game to our messing it'll be you know it'll take a good team to beat us yeah. that's it from me jack yeah ho- hopefully the performance will be there today and uh, the result will, will match that as we said at limerick miners versus antrim this sunday at half two in upmc nolan park in the minor a all ireland final Paul, the very best look to you and Tony and the entire team, the, the, the entire team. Limerick is behind you. And please, God, we'll have you on soon to, to talk about not Ireland final win. So thanks very much, Paul. That's great. Thanks, lads. Thank thanks you. very much, Paul. Oh, Matt, straight from the, the minor camogie into the minor footballers. Uh, we're joined by John Ryan, manager, uh, as Limerick are preparing for that phase one final against the Prairie. John, how are you keeping? That's a bad match. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. I just like to send best wishes out to Paul. I know Paul well. And to the to the to Kamina Kamogi on Sunday. I hope that it's great to say we are you know we, we need titles in Limerick in all grades and all sports. And Paul, the best look on, on Sunday and to the team and the, the rest of the management as well. Ah, lovely touch on yeah, there. Lovely talk. Yeah. Hopefully it can be the start of a, a minor double for, for Limerick. John, you have, I suppose, a bit more time than the Camogie side. You're not out till the 11th, eight days from today. It'll be, you know, a, a solid two weeks from that win over Wadford. What's the mood been like since, I suppose, you confirmed that place in the final last Thursday? Yeah, look, we, we got together on Saturday morning. Uh, we had a players meeting, players management meeting, and we had a light session afterwards because... You know, we're it's week on week, as as you know, Jack, and it, it's it's it can t- take us to all with injuries and that. Um, so last night was the first real, real blow we had, and we had a, um, a good 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 session last night. The mood in the camp is good. Um, you know, the, the thing you must you must we almost realise here that these are all seventeen year olds, and you know they have a lot going on. They're they're involved in school. They have they have you know they're, they're at that age as well where you know they're in sport. They have to make a decision which road they'll go down. And then we have players that play rugby, um, soccer. and But the commitment level that we've got from the panel is absolutely fantastic. Um, just going back to it, I suppose, we would have started back training in 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 January. And, you know, we got uh, an SNC coach in, uh, David Lernahan from Kilmehill and County Clare, would have played senior football, under 21 and minor football with Clare. He came in as our SNC, he's involved in UL. And, um, you know, the first thing we had to work on was our fitness levels. We just saw that, the, the, and no disrespect to anyone, it was that time of year where the heavy slog, and, and we used to call it money in the bank because we need that. And I think it has come through that their fitness level has improved over the last, um, we'll say, number of weeks and matches. And as the matches has gone on, you know, uh, we played we played challenge games, we played Leash, we played Wexford, uh, we played Offaly. Uh, we we played Wexford. We beat Wexford. We probably could have beaten Leash, but on the day Offaly were the better team. Um, so we came into the into the first game against Tipperary, and you know we were kind of scratching our heads, you know, picking the side. And I think there was a bit of nervousness there the first day, and I think that our players didn't do themselves justice. Um, I remember leaving leaving uh, Mick Neville Park that night and thinking, you know, wh- where are we going from here? You know, we to face down to to Milltown. And I would have been involved in, in play. I'm living in Cratlow, so I would know the Clare football scene very well. But I would have trained for the last three years. I would have been involved against um, 
which, which is the case against a lot of those teams. And when you go to Milltown to play a match, you're really going into the, the lines then of clear football. And when they, they get you down there, it's your next step is America. So weather-wise, atmosphere-wise, the whole lot down there was, was a tough one. But look, you know, there was, there was a great story told of 1979, the, the Milltown massacre when a great Kerry side beat Clare. And, you know, Clare would have been bringing teams. I, when I was involved with the seniors, we went there um, with a good Limerick senior team to play Clare in the McGrath Cup and we came out second best. So I, I was going down really on hope tonight. But what, what, a, what a night and what a game and what a night for Limerick football. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a brilliant game and watching it, it seems that the players, once maybe the second goal went in, that they got huge confidence and you talk about that fitness and energy just to, to go through. They seem like a very determined group just to get to the goals, that there's, they're, they're, they're happy enough to, to leave points behind, that they're going for goals and it's a refreshing approach to football. It is, but it doesn't always work. You need to you need to keep the scoreboard ticking as well, Jack. It's it's yeah, not yeah. you know you know when we got a minute and a half time in that game. First thing was we said we targeted this the the straight down the centre, and two goals in the second half came off that area. Um, you know sometimes you plan that stuff and it doesn't come off, but on this occasion it did, and, and we were all delighted. But in saying that, um, you know I have to hand it to the players. You know we we give them instructions in the dressing room. But they, they went out and they had to. They, when you're inside the white line, you know, and and you know there was there was parts of that game when 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 Clare were really on top and it looked it looked there was no way back for Limerick and they kept they fought and fought and fought. And next thing, look, they got the result. And of all my years involved in, in football, that was the sweetest. Yeah, and you spoke about the age profile, and you'd you'd have some seventeen year olds, but a lot of sixteen year olds in there, and they yeah. would have known themselves going down to Milltown and then again in Rakeel last Thursday. They had to win both games and they got the job done. And, you know, you must be very proud of the team, first and foremost, to actually take that pressure and, you know, and still perform. Yeah, and at inter-county level, there is pressure. When you put on a Limerick jersey or any inter-county jersey, you're facing into, you know, and you're known for these players. And, you know, I, and, and it was the, player, the parents as well. You know, they, they drive them to training, they wait for them, bring them home. You know, they're always at the end of the phone if there's a problem or anything, if there's a change of venue or whatever we're trying to do. So this is a, this is a whole team effort, both parents and the players. And, you know, we're, I'm so proud of everybody that's involved, management, backroom team, everybody involved. Um, and going into play Waterford last week in McNeville, a big, physical, strong Waterford team that had all to play for, they'd not to lose, they could draft the shackles, they wanted to get a win. I spoke to their manager when they arrived and he said, you know, that they were, they were, they were, they were going for it, and, and and they did. And you know, it took us a long time to break them down, especially there. We we couldn't get the ball into our inside forwards because they were playing fourteen behind the ball, and that was very difficult. And their physical strength as well caused us major problems. They kind of put a wall across our half forward line and to break them down. So it was a long ball to try and get it in, and patience won the game for us. And I think a fantastic. I hate. Uh, Singling out players, but Evan Curry was very, very good. He got a fantastic goal. If it was in the Premiership, I'd say to be to be on Sky for a few weeks, showing it. But it was, he met it on the volley and went straight into the back of the net. But look, we are delighted. We we've come through with it, and and you know now you you get another crack at chip in Mallow. Yeah. I think to next Thursday night. That's yeah. uh, morning week. Uh, on Tipperary, I suppose it, it, you have you have improved with, with the games, and and lads that age will improve. You must be really looking forward to getting another crack 
at tip because probably a bit under par, you know, first game of the year, probably a bit of nerves and all that, and could have been some of the lads' first time represented Limerick that you have improved in the meantime and you'd be mad to go for it again against tip. Yeah, look, but it, they have improved as well. Um, that we brought that up in training last night. They will have improved. They have, they have the game they, they, against Clare. No, there was nothing between them and Clare. The, 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 there was a point in it with a few minutes to go and they kicked, they kicked on, whereas Clare didn't. And Clare missed, missed, I think it was a free or, or a ball under the post that they could have put over the battle level it. And that could have changed the whole thing. But look, we are getting another crack at them. Um, I think the pressure is on, on Tip a small bit rather than ourselves because, you know, they have beaten us in our own backyard. Now it's a neutral venue. You know, all bets are off here now. Let's, let's have a go at this and have a crack at it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting game to look forward to. Matt, I'll throw it over to you. John, um, can you give us an update on your captain, Aidan O'Shea, who you have, play, you have played the entire campaign so far without? And yeah. he's the only survivor from last year. Yeah. Uh, well, Evan Curry was on the panel as well last year, as far as I know. Um, going back to Aidan, Aidan picked up a knock, a very simple knock. He'd been on for a ball and he was a collision with another player. Um, so he had a, uh, he, his, his neck got injured. Um, he hasn't trained with us since. He's he was at training last night. He's still under the under with Dr. Lucy and Dr. Lucy is is basically going through stuff with him. Um it's we've 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 days this will go down to the eleventh hour, we'll make a decision. But we have to be fair to Aiden as well. Now he hasn't tugged out, but he has been in the dressing room with us. My what a leader and what a man can that can talk. And you know, he's 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 an unplanned leader for us and he's our captain. So the next few days and the next week will tell a lot. John, that first performance in, in, in Ratkeel against Tipperary, there's no use in sugarcoating it. it. It was a very, very, very poor performance. And a, I right. suppose you'd be entitled to think and, and scratch your head after it and say, what the hell have I got into here? You know, but um, what actually happened between it and the player match? Because... This is a carbon copy of what happened last year. We, we we went down very poorly to Tipperary in the first round. And then, lo and behold, we dug out a big result against Clare and, and against Waterford. But um, it, it wasn't a change in the Limerick team between Tipperary and Clare. It was a transformation. Yeah, look, I, I, I keep going back to it, Matt. These are, these are young fellas. We went into that game, you know, thinking that we were going to perform and... There was ten minutes or fifteen minutes gone in the in Tipperary game, and we was, as you said, we we were scratching our heads in the sideline. You know, we tried to make changes, and actually, the more changes we made, the worse it got at times. And um, look, we we regrouped after that. Um, we met in UL and we had a chat. We went through a small bit of stuff. We looked at the video, and I think the players said to themselves, "We've nothing to lose going in against Clare. Let's have a call." And I I I, I was saying this a few times that this this is not this is not a bad Limerick minor team. It's just getting the get. It's like having all the ingredients uh, to bake the cake. And how do we do it? Do you know? And on a given night, it's an hour's football. You can train, you can plan, you can give all the game plans you want, but it's down to that hour. And I, I, I agree with you, Matt. We were very, very poor against Tipperary in the first round. They came, they took the game to us, and they just, there they, they was, no matter what we tried to do, we missed scores, we turned over a lot of ball. Look, we looked at the stats at halftime, and we'd given away, I think, to the round. 11 or 12 or 14 unforced um, errors. Panicking the ball. We were panicking coming out of the fence with it. And, you know, we were punished for that. And in the second half, Tipperary just seemed to up the, up the ante and just moved on. 
Yeah, John, just referring to the Waterford game again there, and you you, you spoke about the defensive strategy of Waterford, but um, the, the the previous week, Waterford got a right uh, trouncing from Tipperary. Did that feel, feed in any way into the, the lads' approach to the game? No, I, but I think what happened with Waterford was Waterford... Um, Waterford went for, were having gone to a go at, 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 at they were kind of they, they said we need to get scores on the board and I think when they when they went for the game they opened up at the back so when they came to, to McNeville last Thursday night they said okay let's go defensive here and break on the on the attack on the counter attack and see what we can get out of it and we found it very very hard to break them down but as the game wore on we got on top and we got on top then like we missed a lot of scores as well Matt. I would think, you know, the, the scoreline didn't do our, our possession, you know, the amount of possession we had justice because we had the ball, we ran the ball an awful lot, but we didn't turn it into scores. And that's a worrying factor for us as a management team. That you, you, you have so much possession, but you can't turn it into scores. And we didn't seem to do that against Watford. John, chatting with you after the uh, Tipperary game in McNeville Park, you, you were lauding the structure of the competition. Um, how, impo- how important is the tweak that has been made to it this year that irrespective of what happens in, in the phase one final you have a semi-final to look forward to against one of the big two yeah I think it's fantastic I, 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 when you look at it you know you have you know we've won we've, we've five matches it's a long time since the Limerick minor football team had five matches in championship you know irrespective of whatever whatever happens next week you're going to play one of the big guns, Cork or Kerry. Now, everybody wants to crack at one of these because then you're, that shows you where you're at. You know, there's fantastic work being done under Stephen Levin at the academy level. You know, that's bringing them through. Paul Kinnerk was there before that. The academy is 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 going very, very well. Um, I know they had a big win against Rathcommon at under-16 level last week. Um, so, like, it's all that is, is good. But what we need to do is we need to progress with it. So... If you go into a championship and you're knocked out in the first round, all the good work is gone. You know, we if, if we had that was we we'd have been gone if it was if it was only if it was knockout against Tipperary. But yet we had the next game against Clare, back into it again, next game against Watford. Now you're in a, a phase one final. Now everything all bets are off again and and you, you could you, you could, there's silverware for off on the offering. And now you're back into after that, you've two teams going forward as well. So Everything, this is a very, very good structure. And, you know, we all give out about, about fixtures and about structures within our association. But I think this one definitely is, 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 is definitely very, very good. That's it from me, Jack. The very best of luck on Thursday week, John. Matt, thank you very much. You've been always very good to us. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, that, that fixture is uh, next Thursday night at 7 o'clock in Mallow, Limerick versus Tipperary. Um, as I said, as Matt said, the best of luck to you, John. But... While you have, while we have you uh, briefly, obviously a big football man, John, you would have seen the, the Talisman Cup draw yesterday. Um, from a Limerick point of view, you know they should be they should have been confident before the draw was ever made. You know, as a, a Division Two team and reached the Munster final last year, but um, uh, Longford, Carlow, and Wicklow is difficult, but definitely doable. Oh, it's doable, one hundred percent. I think it's great. I think when the when the when the management and players will sit down and look at this draw, they, you know, they, you know, everyone sits down when the national league fixtures come out and you target games and you target what's part of it. Um, I think this is very good for Limerick. I think the the, the, the this this competition, I think they'll get the most out of it. 
I think you know they're, they're very very unlucky against a very good player side in in uh, the Gaelic grounds, and only for the player goalkeeper getting his fingertips to a ball, the, the result could have been different, and they could have been in the Munster final. So look, everything is positive here. I think you know it's it's just competition. You know, like the, the difference between playing Sam Maguire and playing Charleston Cup, they're poles apart. And I think every every county that's out there that needs to progress and get games, this is what it's about. And I think Limerick will be will be will be delighted that they're going into this in in this. I I, I look when very much I saw the, the draw yesterday. I said, look, this is going this is good for Limerick. But then still they have to go out and win games and it'll be now every every game will be a cup final and every game every other county will be looking at Limerick and saying, Can we win this one as well? So, you know, when you when you think of it like that, that's that's going to be that's going to be the the, the, the big thing for Limerick. But I think Limerick I think this will improve Limerick football. I think it'll give the boys, you know, after coming off at the back of a of a poor enough league campaign, that this and the game the game against Clare really brought him back into it. And, you know, like now they have this, they have this, this to look forward to, and I wish them the very best to look. And I hope, I hope they can drive on. Yeah, I, we'll we'll touch on the Telson in a few minutes, Matt. But John, you've been very good with your time. Um, as we said, next Thursday night you'll be back out in action against Tipperary, and then you'll have one of one of Corker Kerry to come as well. So two more games guaranteed. Uh, you know, you've improved so far. So please, God, that improvement can continue on, and we'll be seeing these players represent Limerick at 20s and senior but for now it's all focus on the minors so john thanks a million for your time and we will talk again soon jack and matt thank thanks. you very much for having me thank you very thanks much thanks very much john okay thank you, very much. thank you matt we'll obviously we'll be touching on that that minor game um next week closer uh, jack, jack, we, we, we must just acknowledge there that the the two lads that we have we had on the, the, the wonderful work that they're doing in their respective codes Absolutely fantastic! Like um, it's been a labour of love for years with John Ryan with 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 Limerick football at at different levels. And Paul Neenan, as he said there, he's 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 he has a team in an All Ireland final that he has been with since they were under thirteens. And you must remember that Paul Paul's play, own playing career only ended two years ago. So you know it it it, it it's fantastic to see a guy like that. You know. Making the, the transition from playing, albeit his crossing codes, you know, from from playing to to to, to management and coaching, it it augurs very well, very well for the county. So you know, congratulations to the two lads for what they have done. They've done great jobs. They've been great ambassadors for our county in their respective sports. Yeah, no, and and, and very good with their time as well. Matt come and talk to us, and we that's we're trying to promote these sides because. They're the players of the future. They're the players of now, I suppose. And you know, you can never, you can never have too many finals to look forward to. And thank God we have two, two already. The the minor A Camogie final this Sunday in Nolan Park, and the the, the Munster minor football phase one final next Thursday night in Mallow. So we keeping a close eye on both those games, Matt. Um, just going into the the Talisman Cup draw that was on yesterday, as we said to John. You know, Limerick were one of the top seeds that meant avoiding Kevin, Meath and Fermanus, who were obviously avoiding three of the big guns already. You did have the likes of Down and Wicklow with Limerick through, but Wicklow, Longford, Carlow, you know, we, we played all those sides in recent years in a, in the leagues. Obviously, a few memorable victories over, over Wicklow in Ockram, beat Longford uh, last year as well in the Gaelic Crowns. 
and Carlo beat him on route to getting promotion in 2020. So should be no fear for Mark Fitz in the side. No, Jack. Um, look, in many ways, and you know, um, I don't want to breed complacency, but but um, in many ways, it's a dream draw, Jack. And um, you know, it 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 it's compounded also by the the, the fixture scheduling, because um, you know, if there were two places of the three that you didn't want to go for your away game, they they would be Longford and Wicklow. And we have, we've Longford at home in the first round. And then we travel to Carlo. And then we have Wicklow at a neutral venue. So, like, it's, it's in, in, in terms of, in, in those terms, it's all set up very, very nicely. And it's, it's, it's an immediate opportunity for Limerick, you know, to finally exercise the, the, the you know, the ghosts of, 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 of Division 2. And... Um, build on what was a hugely promising performance against Clare, as John Ryan touched on it there, you know, but it could so easily have gone the other way. Now, I, I know the sight of a Clare jersey probably lifts Limerick to new heights, you know, and after the last two weeks, God knows, we we owe, we owe him a couple of beatings, but um, um, I, I have no doubt that'll, that they'll come too, but... Um, yeah, look, I, I think Mark Fitzgerald and his management team cannot be a bit happy um, with what the draw is. But, you know, you must guard against complacency. Like, when, when I saw the teams, I was following it live. Um, when, I, when I saw the teams coming coming out, when they were falling out and falling into Limerick's group, um, I, Jack, I could, I, you know, I said to myself, my God, our look is in. Uh, in, in that regard, it has changed. And then when I immediately afterwards got the schedule of the games and how, how it was fixed, I said, you know, that's another boost. So it's all in their own hands now. Um, it, 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 it's, um, it's a very, very favourable draw. It's a very, very favourable fixture scheduling. and But they still, Jack, have to go out and get the job done. Now, three yeah. out of four are going to, going to come out of that group. Um and the situation is that um, the top team in each group will go through to this quarterfinals. Uh, the second team uh, will 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 go through to the preliminary quarterfinals, and the three best third teams and New York will make up the the, the preliminary quarterfinals. When you say it fast, maybe a bit 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 complicated and. Um, you know, it needs a bit of digging into, but, um, you know, it'll all pan out now. And um, it's going to be a very, very busy May because it, it's going to start on the weekend after next. And it's going to run until the first weekend in June. So Limerick will know their fate by the first weekend in June. And let's hope that it's, it's hopefully, it's, it's, it's a direct route to the quarterfinal, but at least a preliminary quarterfinal place. Yeah, you, you kind of touched on it there, but, you know, as a team that was operating in Division 2 and reached the Munster final, like, do Limerick need to be getting to the final of this competition? Do they need to win it? Or what do you think represents, you know, a good season for Limerick um, as it stands now? There are good teams out there, and you named them, the likes of Man and Cavan and even Meat. but we know we can match Meat. but I, I wouldn't read too much into it were we to meet them down the road. But, um, 
Jack, we need to be in the mix. I I I would see the the you know if we're to build on the clear result, you know, and um, gear up for um, our return to Division Three next year and uh, settling down in our new environments. I I think we need a minimum of a semi final. Yeah, I, I do I do I don't think um it'll be anyway easy. But for me personally, I think Kevin are are a very good team. Probably more of an All Ireland team than a Talisman Cup team. But I think outside of that, Limerick should have no fear against anyone. I don't think they'd fear Kevin either, but Kevin probably should have won it last year and probably shouldn't be in it this year. But that's the way it draws. But yeah, look, you'll be looking at a semi final the way it's laid out for them. That Do you believe in Ormond, Jack? It depends what it is. We have good record against Kevin. Okay. Are we calling it now a Limerick Kevin final this early on the third of May? Oh no, Jack, you you stop that now. Go away now. No, look, we will keep. I'm, we'll I'm keep calling. It I'm, I'm, I'm calling Limerick to get to a semi final. Yeah, and I don't like. When was the last time Limerick were in a, a semi final of an All Ireland football competition? You know. Are you, are you well, it's not too far ago. It's not too long ago since we were in the quarter final of the Sam Maguire. I know, but into the semi-final, you know, it it would be it be great to see. But look, we will we'll keep a close eye on it and and see how how that works out for Limerick. But uh, you'd be confident, you'd be confident that the the draw has yeah has been decent to Limerick. We'll say, but yeah. as we said, it's it's not this weekend. It'll be next weekend that we kick off our campaign at home to Longford, and that's how we started our Division Three campaign at home to Longford. So there's another omen for you. Yeah, um, good man, Jack. You're digging them out now. Yeah, but I, sure. I, I don't, I don't for one minute want to rehash the league, Jack. But I, I, I and you've had me saying this in a number of times that the scheduling of the league, league was very, very unkind to Limerick. Starting yeah. off with a trip to Derry, then Dublin at home, and then doing everything but beating Louth in RD. We could, you know, we could be talking about a different narrative now. I totally discount. Um, the, the 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 final game of the league against Clare. It was a dead, dead, dead rubber in that both sides were already, already relegated. Slightly worried about the performance against Cork. Um, got a good result against Meath. And you know, um when you delve into um when you delve into division two and 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 Limerick in division two, the narrative isn't as poor as it looks at face value, you know, at first value, you know. Yeah. At, well, you know, it's, you have, you had three provincial finalists to, to start with. It looks, for all the world, that Derry and Dublin will win their provinces as well. So you're looking at playing two provincial champions first off, as you mentioned there. So, yeah, it definitely wasn't kind to them. This time around, you have a home game, you'll be favourites. And, you know, they did well with the favourite side for a lot of last year. So, um, it's looking bright for, for Limerick football, uh, to say the least. But again, that game won't be on until next weekend. It won't be confirmed till Friday, but you'd imagine, it looks like it's going to be Saturday, um, May the 13th in, in the Gaelic Crowns, but that'll be confirmed this Friday. We'll definitely keep a close eye on it. Um, moving on to the Harland then, Matt, and I suppose for the first time since I joined the podcast, uh, in mid-2020, there is a championship defeat for Limerick to, to look back on, to discuss. 
uh, Clare 124, Limerick 220 in the two scale of crowns. Um, I don't really know where where to start, start Matt. Um, Limerick didn't perform to their best, that's fair to say. Clare performed very near, if at their best. There's been a lot of talk about Limerick in the meantime, half writing them off, but when you really take a close look at the game, you know, Limerick were within a point of, of getting a draw, two points from a win. They lost their best defender. They lost arguably their best player. Didn't perform anywhere near their levels and were still within a point of Clare. So I don't think the doom and gloom that has surrounded the result or the aura is gone, but it's... It's not very rosy at the moment. There, there are definitely some issues. I, I suppose. What was your initial take from the game? Well, seeing that it was the first defeat we have since uh, since you jo- joined the the podcast, I wonder should we not talk about hurling at all this week? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll we'll we'll, we'll go. Through yeah, well, look, we we'll, we'll, we've got to, we've got to face facts, Jack. Um, you're yeah. right there in your summary. Like it, it was. Um, you had Claire at their optimum, and you had Limerick at um. Limerick yeah. certainly below par, Jack, and 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 you, you you had the other factors that played into it—the loss of Sean Finn and the loss, uh, the, the the loss of Keane Lynch. But you must remember that um, um, o- over the last two years, and particularly last year, the county that came nearest to inflicting a defeat on Limerick were Clare. They drew them in the final round of the round robins in 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 round robin in Innes last year. And then drew with him in the Munster final, and Limerick needed extra time. So I suppose you could say it was their turn. And um, you know, um, we, we lost by a point, and I, I think that's maybe too simplistic in, of an analysis of it because um, you, you cannot fully pass or analyze the game without factoring in three absolutely incredible saves by Nicky Quaid. Um, uh, the one from Tony Kelly. Um, you know, after about 20 minutes, um, the one from um, Peter Duggan, which he deflected over the bar on the on the stroke of half time, and um, the the one at the towards the end there when uh, the the shot from Shanigar. But you know, you 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 can counteract that with the argument, Jack, the fantastic save that Quilligan made from Seamus Flanagan after 30 seconds. Yeah, and. You know, in 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 those early exchanges, uh, Claire hit the first three points. During that same spell, Jack, um, Limerick had that save by she- from Seamus Flanagan, and twice Jack hit the ball into the goalkeeper's hand. So instead of being three points down, um, we could easily have been one two up. So you know, a classical example of this of the, of the small margins. Looking at it overall, Jack, and looking at Limerick's two performances to date, this is not the Limerick we we we, we are accustomed to. Um, they, they 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 certainly haven't found the rhythm. Not they haven't even found the level of rhythm that they that they that that they you know that they showed in in the league semi final and final. Um, like that, it 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 has been a below par performance on both days by Limerick, but. If there's one good thing out of it, Jack, there's maybe two good things out of it. First of all, we're not out of the championship by any manner or means. 
And secondly, Limerick have three weeks to get it right. And um, that, that, that's a dangerous amount of time um, to, be giving to, to be given to John Kiley, John Kiley and Paul Kinnock. Oh, yeah, definitely. They, said they, they certainly will, you know, if there are answers to be found, they will come up with them. Yeah, um, and and they've done it. They've done it in the past. You know, you had that loss against Clare in eighteen, and you responded by winning the All Ireland. You know, and then yeah. the loss in nineteen to Tipperary. You're two weeks later, the hammer Tipperary in the Munster final, and then obviously losing to Kilkenny. The response didn't come till the following year, but they won yeah. thirteen competitive games. So they they have bounced back. There's few I'd rather I I trust more than John and, and Paul and. Alan and Don and all those to get the job done. And look, might have been a bit of complacency. Um, and a lot of these boys will have forgotten what losing was, what what it felt to lose. Might just needed that, you know, reminding of how enjoyable it is to win, I suppose, and how mm. difficult it is to take a loss. Yeah, but on the other side of the coin, Jack, you have to look. Look, they're, they're not robots. You know, mm. they have been on the road at the very top level. Um, for definitely five, you could even stretch it into 2017, six years, which, you know, by any stretch of the imagination is absolutely simply phenomenal, you know? Yeah. And like you were, you were defending a record going back four years. You hadn't lost in the Monster Championship, Jack. How many times has that happened before? Not very often. It, it happened like Cork have done five in a row uh, on three occasions and uh, it, they, they were in the days of the knockouts. You know, yeah, it's a long, a yeah, long time ago. It's a long, and it's not a, it's not a valid comparison. But like no, in, in the cut and trust of monster hurling now, and in the cut and trust of the Rowan Robin series, which is dog eat dog, you know, to go four years unbeaten, Jack, is simply, simply phenomenal. And to a certain degree, it might there may be a sense of relief within the camp now, and yeah. you know that that, that that there will be a new focus. And um, as, as I said, I have the utmost faith on, on John Kiley, Paul Kinnerk and that management team, you know, that they will bang heads together and um, yeah, come up with a response. Yeah, even talking to John afterwards and you were there, obviously there was no hiding the disappointment and the hurt from John, but there was some sort of sense of not relief, but a small pressure had been lifted, you know, and that the team was being doubted and I think they as much as they enjoy being favourites and they live up to it I think sometimes it's nice to prove people wrong instead of proving them right all the time if you follow me and now they've a huge opportunity to do just that against Tipperary team that you know obviously played extremely well in the in the first round against Clare and we'll know more when we talk next week about Tipperary and, and they'll obviously have played Cork and things but did you get that sense from John that, you know, their backs are going to the wall for the next three weeks and that they'll enjoy this break and coming out then with renewed energy and vigour, I suppose. Yeah, because, you know, it's been a very, very long campaign for Limerick so far. In You must remember that they had two more games than Clare played in the league. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then the league morphed straight into the championship. Like, so... Um, I, I, I think he'd be absolutely delighted with the three-week break. 
Yeah, and I, I, it, 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 it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a glorious chance to recalibrate. You know, um, if you were to say we were getting a defeat, we were going to be suffer suffer a defeat. It it, it's, it was probably the right time to do it when you had plenty of time to recover after it. Yeah, because if it had happened against Watford, Clare would have would have smelled blood, and I, I suppose they smelled blood from the performance in Turles that first day. And and, and uh, to be fair. You have to give credit to Clare, Matt, because as much and all as, as Limerick lost, Clare won the game. Absolutely, and you know, I, I, in the context of of, of doing of doing the um, the preview for um, for our newspaper for the Cork to, uh, Tipperary game at, at at the weekend, you know, um, I, I I was just you know thinking Liam Cahill can be very very pleased with what he's with his with his. With his team to registering 522, 522. But he has grounds to be worried and serious grounds to be worried with the concession to Clare of 323 in the same game. That 323 would win most games, Jack. Mm. You know? So yeah. um uh, that that uh, you know it, it it was one of those games that was hard to make a judgment on. But the, the, the only thing about it, 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 it fired up Clare for the simple reason that like, Clare came into the Gaelic grounds last Saturday evening, Jack, with that championship on the line. Yeah. And you know, and and, and they and they brought and they brought. I suppose they're now probably favourites in a, in a lot of people's eyes, and I suppose that's the beauty of the round robin that you know, one, one good performance can completely change the narrative, as can one bad yeah. performance. But before we play Claire, there, there are a few things going to happen, you know, which we, may have an impact on a check. First of all, you're going to have Cork and Tip this weekend, and you're going to have Claire and Waterford next weekend. Yeah, you know, well, it's not yeah. as if the it's not as if the championship has gone into a hiatus like for for three weeks. It's not. We have a game this week and we have a game next week. You yeah, know, you'll, and you'll know the landscape a lot more. And obviously, absolutely, Clare will be finished by the time Limerick play um, Cork, and and if Waterford don't beat Clare, they'll be gone as well. So Limerick will know more. But looking at Tipperary, well, if, if, Waterford, if, if Waterford if Waterford don't beat Clare, they're gone anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the, the, even though they'll be playing. Tip in the final round, they, it, it won't make any bearing on Limerick. But there is definitely a sense of when teams play Limerick, it's their All Ireland final. You know, the Watford team in Turles was wasn't there last Sunday in Parky Queef. They weren't related to each other. You know, the five twenty two that Tip got. I'm sure if Clare defended like they did on Saturday against Tip, they wouldn't have got near that mark. You know, so. There is a sense of that that you know when you're when you're facing Tipperary that they will be looking for an improved performance from the one that yeah. was so comfortable against Clare for large large parts of it. So it will be very very difficult for Limerick, um, regardless if they beat Clare or not or the loss. You know that everyone brings their A game for Limerick. Oh yeah, look, that 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 doesn't a doubt at all about that jacket. But but that comes with the territory of being champions. Yeah. And it's something it's something you have got to, ex to to expect, but it's something that Limerick have managed very well heretofore. Yeah, you know. Well, they, they, now they have. Uh, the, the, the the last the, the last two Sundays, 
of the last two weekends, possibly not as good as they had done it in the future, in the past. And like there, there's an awful lot to work on. And um, you know, as I said again, I I I um I I I'd be quite confident that that the the shortcomings, some of the shortcomings um that we saw in board games. Like they call a spade a spade, like there was passes not being completed and all that sort of thing, which is totally on un, on un, on Limerick like, and um, you know, ball not going to hand when it should go to hand and all that sort of thing. Limerick normally don't do that. I think that will all be rectified, and um, you know, I I'm 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 still I'm still angry, Jack. I, I was very angry last week over some of the absolute tripe. That was written and spoken about elements of Limerick's um, discipline, and it, it it has continued to accept not to the same level, but to a certain degree this year. And um, uh, and it's coming from people that should know better. And I, I I'd say to him, go away and shut up, shut up once and for all. Yeah. Um. Um. There 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 is no basis at all whatsoever um, to, to some of the stuff that has been written and spoken about. And um, in, in many cases, the opposition hasn't been even mentioned as, as, as if they had just descended from heaven. Angels just descended from heaven. Yeah, there is, there is definitely no Jack, Jack, it's gone too far. And like the, the, the pre-championship narrative, which John Kiley had to nail, you know, that had gone too far as well, but now that yeah. now there's a now there's a different route to follow. Yeah, like there's definitely a narrative around Limerick, and it's not very fair a lot of the time. It's a physical game, and you know both teams brought a huge physicality. I will I will say that um, to the game, and and maybe that maybe Claire's physicality contributed to, to Limerick's loss because the players did seem a bit tired. Um, and obviously, we don't know what it's like to play an intercounty game for for seventy minutes. Obviously, it's huge levels, but maybe the three week break, as you said, is coming at the perfect time for Limerick because some of the some of the bigger players just haven't performed like we know they can, you know. And and maybe they haven't been afforded. And and Claire had their matchups right, and they kept certain yeah. players very quiet, um, you know. But look, we've we've three weeks now anyway. Matt, to, to get things right. But what I will say on the game, you mentioned Nicky Quaid and, and those three saves were incredible. Um, and then I think William O'Donoghue and Tom Morrissey were two more that really stood out for me that Absolutely. just gave yeah. everything from the first whistle to the very last and almost single-handedly brought Limerick to the finish line. They did, and, and uh, William O'Donoghue was absolutely immense. And like... There's a, there's a question mark surrounding the Clare goal. Uh, I, I, I had a call from a very irate Limerick fan yesterday, um, uh, pointing out that 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 um, you know that Peter Duggan before he got possession had committed a foul, a clear, yeah. clear foul. Now I, I wasn't well, I... in a position to argue it, but um, I, I I I just just saw a fleeting them. Um, um, just a fleeting shot at it uh, on on Sunday night, and um, I didn't make a judgment. But um, as I said, it it it, it you know um, 
there's a question mark, definitely, I suppose. And um, but getting back to William O'Donoghue, who was absolutely and Tom Morrissey, they, 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 you know, they, they, they were similar. I, I would argue it was William O'Donoghue's best game ever for Limerick, nearly. He's had he's had many good he's had many good games, but I, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he. I remember against the Prairie in the rain in Parky Cueven, twenty twenty. He was phenomenally good against Noel McGrath. Um, but I, but I just thought he, he led from the front, and Tom Morrissey then tipped him with a couple of scores. It was a willing outlet and worked so hard, which you know is standard for Tom. But, but Tom, he was under the radar Tom so much. Tom is such an incredible. He has such, you know, he's such incredible stamina and. You know what he's prepared to do for the team, like um, Tom Morris is prepared to, you know, walk blades, do anything for 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 the team. You know, go through iron walls, even. You know, it is it is yeah. just simply incredible. But um, yeah, look, getting getting back to where we started, Jack. I I, I think um, you know, o- o- over the next three weeks, two and a half weeks now, um. Uh, there'll be a lot of soul searching done, a lot of analysis done, uh, a lot of honest talk, which is a characteristic of this team. And um, uh, we will see a different performance against um, against Tipperary. And um, I, I, I just heard before I came on there now that John Kylie speaking at the Dylan Quirk launch yesterday indicated that, that the signs are that Keen Lynch will be fit to face Tipperary. Um, there is no news on Sean Finn yet. Um, uh, it, it may emerge later today, but we wish the two lads the very, very best to look on their recovery. Oh, yeah, 100%. It definitely seems more positive for Keane than, than Sean. Um, there's obviously brilliant replacements there with Mike Casey and Rich English, but Sean Finn is... Is the best defender in the game, so so hopefully he'll be right for Tipperary or just maybe a bit further, maybe Cork, or hopefully does a, a monster final for Limerick uh, for the fifth year in a row. We're still we're still a bit greedy, um, even after the last declare. But again, you wouldn't want anyone else in this situation. Only the Limerick hurlers trying to to regroup because you know they've shown so many times in recent years that they're more than capable of doing just that. Um, I suppose the torture against Clare didn't finish on Saturday night, Matt. Um, it, it ran into Tuesday evening uh, with the Miners 2.21 to 2.15 defeat to Clare. Um, I suppose Limerick got the upper hand in the first game in the round robin uh, a few weeks ago. It was 2.20 to 20 points, or 2.20 to, to 22 points. But last night, uh, Claire got to a brand one by six points, probably spelling around either side of the half, turned the game. It is a good Claire team. We know a good few of those lads from Arts, Scullerish, uh, Mark O'Brien, I think, got the crucial second goal. Uh, Michael Collins got, the, got, six got two points. goals, actually. Got two, yeah. Like sorry. Himself, they got two nine between Collins, them, himself and yeah. Collins. You know, he got six, six points from play. I saw him against. Uh, Someone in NUL for for Arts he was brilliant that they got five points in the second half alone. Um, but you know, for us, more disappointment for Limerick, unfortunately, against the banner. Yeah, look, I saw the game, it was, it was very, very disappointing. We had very disappointing in so far as that we had um, we, we, we had a very, very good start, you know, 
and um, were three or four points up and then com- seemed to completely lost our way then and the players started knocking over points almost for fun and uh, were one twelve to eight points up at half time. The goal coming literally with the last action of the first half and they got a goal again with the first action of the second half. So it, 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 it all turned and both, both goals, Jack, you'd have to say were of a fortuitous nature. You know, Joseph Fitzgerald saved the first one. I think it was from Michael Collins. He saved it, actually. And um, somehow, um, before it was cleared, um, um, O'Brien was in and he scrambled it into the net. And it was sort of a scrambled goal again, the, 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 the second goal. Uh, no culpability whatsoever attached to Joseph Fitzgerald in, in the goal. But um, we seem to lose our way now. Patrick Carney came on at half time, Jack. And... Um, he added spark and he added energy and he, he he added a new approach up front. He ended up with a goal and a point. Got a very, very good goal, I thought. And Limerick seemed to be clawing their way back to it. You know, at one stage, they fell 11 points behind. And they worked really, really, really hard. And um, suddenly coming down the home straight, the, the, the margin was back to three, Jack. You yeah. know, um, we can't overlook that level of performance. But then Claire found that sport again and 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 got three lead points which probably it, it probably distorts um the margin of victory you know um I, I don't think it was a six point game now I know that Limerick had their troughs in the game uh spells in which they, they were they were quite poor and and one of those was 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 you know basically in 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 the second quarter um because in the in the first quarter they they did quite well and were ahead after it, but in the second quarter they they, they were quite poor. But <coughs> for twenty twenty five minutes of the second half after conceding that early goal, you know they they really really put it up to Clare. It's always disappointing to lose the minor championship. It's disappointing yeah. to lose any championship, um. But the minor championship is one that's cherished, you know, and um. Clare have an opportunity now to go forward. They're playing Cork next Tuesday night. I don't know what the venue is. Um, and, um, you know, they, they, they've already beaten Cork in in yeah. the Round Robin series. So they, they have an opportunity now to um, uh, to go on and win the Munster Championship. But it, it comes with a small bit of a health warning, Jack. Both their victories were on Clare's soil, which is, which is an advantage. So... Um, you know, when they'll face Cork probably in the open spaces of, of, of Simple Stadium, it will be a different type of test. So, yeah. Well, simple, simple Stadium or whatever it's going to be played, it may be played in the Gaelic grounds, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a pity Limerick aren't in it to look forward to. And, you know, the season started so well with wins over Watford and, and Clare and that, you know, dramatic win over Tipperary, but mm-hmm. just has fallen off since then. But there's a lot of players that we will see you know, make the step up next year into into the twenty ranks, and and some lads obviously will be still around for for the minor. But um, I suppose that brought to end uh, a pretty poor week end for Limerick Harlan after uh, Friday night when the when the twenties season came to an end, and I suppose the defences our Munster Championship concluded, and we saw the end of uh, some illustrious underage careers for Limerick. But um. That one point defeat to Cork in the Gaelic, or 
Yeah, it was a defeat, or was it a draw? I can't remember. It was a defeat, Chad. Well, well, one point, one point defeat, but it wasn't the defeat to put put Limerick out. A draw would have put him out anyway. Yeah, that's that's why I got confused. I just knew when they when they got that late score, and it was a game that Limerick probably should have been clear in the first half. They probably shouldn't have been made any difference what happened in the second half because they dominated proceedings and had a goal against throwing a player from Dermot Healy, brought yeah. Cork within three, and then. They just kind of overran them in the second half. But it was huge disappointing for a Limerick team brimming with quality and it just mm -hmm. didn't happen in the second half. Like, it just didn't happen in the first half against Tipperary and just give themselves too much to do. It's it, 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 it's it's the type of week um, that you would have nightmares about and um, the, the, the type of week that you would be inclined, when discussing, you'd be inclined to say, Nick's business, please. Yeah, just the three three defeats from three. As I said, we've got very greedy. We haven't been used to Limerick losing at any grade, not to mind minor, senior uh, and 20s. But that's just the way it panned out. Um, overall, the 20s campaign was a disappointment. You know, it's a good squad, but in flashes, you could see the potential of, of a lot of players. I thought... Patrick Donovan was quiet the first day, but he was really excellent um, from there on in. Um, you know, obviously played with the seniors last year and got injured. You'd imagine he'll be back in there. Now, if not next year, you know, there's a few more. Eaton Hurley back at six. I thought was very good. Adam English showed in sports, as did Shane O'Brien. You know, there's, there's talent there. Evan O'Leary was brilliant again <clears throat> at cornerback. You know, there was more Ron, like that. Ron and Lyons. Excellent. Very, very good at fullback. Joe Fitz then in midfield. Look, you could go through the whole team, um, mm. but it, it's just a shame they couldn't, you know, do it at, at this grade. I'm sure they'll do it for the seniors down the line, but mm. it's it is a missed opportunity. You know, Dermot Mullins made a point, you know, after I think you know about winning close games last year um, on the way to reaching the All-Ireland final. And the point is valid and that we were losing close games this year. And I, I think it went slightly off the rails, Jack, when when um, in the second round against Clare, when we were three points up, two minutes into injury time and looked home and hosed. <coughs> and lo and behold, Clare come back and not get a goal to level, but get three points to level. You know, um, that that to me sent out alarm bells. You know, you know that why couldn't we close it out? All right, if they got a goal, you'd say one score and that that's it. But to concede three scores so late in time added on. Then we go to Tullus and we trail one nine to two points at half time, and we make a dramatic recovery in the second half and we close it to a point. And then you had the situation with Cork. It's it it, it, it it's a hard look story, Jack. It's a hard look story, and it it, it 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 shows that it was a squad that just didn't have the same level of ability as the team last year to get over the line in tight situations. Yeah, they definitely had the talent. I suppose it was definitely definitely the talent. No yeah, question. I, I, no, I'm not questioning that talent whatsoever. But I, I'm what what I'm saying is, as a group, they just didn't seem to have the same level of resilience. That can see out tight games. Yeah, and I think I think you mentioned it there. I think that Clare game maybe was the 
the, the turning point and probably lost the confidence there. If they'd held on, you know, it could have been so different. Um, but that's just the, the way the way it is. The, the minor season is over. The 20th season is over. Obviously, the seniors have, have two more games guaranteed and you'll be hopeful and still expectant that there'll be a lot more games for John Kiley's men. But it was a, it was a disappointing weekend. And if you want to further compound that, um, also on Saturday in the Gala Crowns, the senior Camogie side were, were defeated by Clare again, uh, one fifteen to eleven. And you know it was a good first half from John Lillis's side, but Crony added two points in the second half as Clare kicked on home in the Munster semi final. Um, and you know after the positivity of holding off uh, relegation, and you know a favourable draw in the championship. You know, it would have been further further confidence boost for Limerick, but Clare fully deserving of their victory. Yeah, they were deserving of their victory. Like, um, you know, when you only score two points in the second half, and you actually only scored two points in 29 minutes, for the simple reason that immediately after halftime, Claire, um, Claire Keating, just as she did before halftime, immediately before halftime, she got two excellent points from Claire, one before and one after. And when she hit the point immediately after halftime, it brought the margin down to um, a single point. And you're saying to Frankie is here, we're in, we're in, we're in this now. Um, but it's after, Jack, it was a very poor game now from both sides. You know, after that, you know, whatever bit was in it in the first half, it sort of degenerated as a contest. And um, but the remainder of the game we had to rely just on a single point in the 50th minute from Sarah O'Brien. After that, it was mainly Lorna McNamara from place balls for Clare. Um, yeah, but Clare were worthy of their win, Jack. But uh, you know, um, they're into the Munster final now. There was a very interesting development in the quarter final when Waterford had a first ever championship win over Cork. Um, they defeated them in the Curtain Razor and Parky Creeve on Sunday. So it's a, it's a three-way battle now for Munster uh, Championship honours, I suppose you could say. Cork, who, <coughs> who won the Munster Championship, I think, to 70-something times, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the, the 2023 Munster Senior Camogie Championship is a bit of Hamlet without the Prince, as it, it, it's down to Clare, Waterford and Tipperary. Um, Waterford and, and Tipperary play in the semi-final at 4.30 in Parky Cave on Saturday. It's the Curtain Razor to the, the big tip court game. Yeah, um, I suppose I'm not too surprised by Waterford winning. They're definitely on the crest of a wave. Uh, and the wave seems to get higher every every month, every week. You know, obviously won the league, got to All Ireland semi-final last year. They're flying, but from a Limerick point of view, it was just disappointing that we couldn't get the job done against Clare. But look, there'll be championship for John Lillis and the All-Ireland Championship for John Lillis and it's decided to bounce back with um, later on this year. Um, I suppose it's been fairly grim the last uh, <clears throat> half hour on the podcast. Uh, we're not used to talking about losses, but um, before we finish up, the Masters are out this weekend, Matt. They're away to Waterford uh, on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Um, we had management and players on recently enough, so hopefully that can uh, that can kickstart uh, the return to winning ways for Limerick. 
Yeah, Jack, there's a level of enthusiasm um, uh, around the Masters that's absolutely infectious. And they're, 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 um, the amount of organisation and the amount of preparation that they have done um, <coughs> for the opening um, game of the campaign has been simply phenomenal. Now, they've played a couple of challenge games. They they went to Clare, I, I, think, I think it was in Shannon, it was played. I'm not sure now. I'd be open, maybe open to correction on that. They had a good win. And um, then they played Cork in John O'Mahony Park in Kilbehany and again had a good win. So, like, the, 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 the omens are, 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 are very good. Like, But in, in terms, Jack, of organisation and preparation and what have you, um, it, the, 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 it has been simply phenomenal. And we wish the lads the very, very best of luck. And it's, it's, it's in the St. Mary's GA ground now. There's an Irish version to it. And... Um, um, my my Irish is bog Irish, Jack. But um, uh, it's St Mary's GA Club. It's located um, between Dungarvan and Clonmel. Yeah, I think it's Turanina is the name of the of the area. We'll say I, I don't know my geography in Limerick at the mind in Waterford, but um, look, I'm sure that, I'm sure there'll be you know a, a lot of. Fanfare down there. It's it's very good. It's the first uh, iteration of a Limerick Masters team. So the best of luck to, to the team, uh, to the players. You know, it'll be about winning on the day, but for, for most players, it's about getting back out and doing what, what they love. So we wish them uh, the best of luck. And maybe that can kickstart a positive weekend for Limerick with obviously Sunday's game, that crucial minor A. Camogie final against Antrim at half two in UPMC uh Nolan Park. But uh I don't think we're we're missing matter. Have we have we covered it all there? I think um, we have, Jack. Yeah, look, it wasn't it wasn't the best week, but these things happen and hopefully in a few weeks we can talk about the I suppose the response from Limerick and a positive one and and we obviously a huge thank you to, to Paul Neenan for joining to talk about Camogie and to John Ryan for talking about the minor footballers. Uh, they're out in action next Thursday night in the Phase 1 final. Um, we'll obviously have Talchon Cup to talk about next week as Limerick kick off their campaign. So hopefully an All-Ireland win to go with a, a Munster final preview and the start of Talchon Cup as we the, the hurlers slowly gear up for that huge game in tip. So again, a huge thank you to, to Paul and John to everyone listening, to you, Matt, of course, our sponsors, Noel's Menswear. Um, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube to turn on your notifications, subscribe, like the video, same on Facebook, like, share, Twitter, uh, like it, follow us, and we'll continue to expand this community. But for now, that's episode 231 in the books. A huge thank you from us, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Jack. The impression again, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Bill Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left?
there's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 